Welcome to the Yoga for Empaths podcast. My name is Tara Kaur and we're going to be diving into many different topics related to holistic health, the yoga lifestyle, energy healing, and so much more. So I invite you to bring your favorite cup of herbal tea, your journal, and create some space to relax. Let's begin. Welcome, beautiful souls. Thank you for joining me on a new episode. And I'm going to talk about something that I feel really passionate about because it's been part of my life for, well, since a very young age. And it's been a process. It's been a process of learning how to deal with this. And especially during these times where everything um, seems up in the air, we're going through a lot of challenges um, with this pandemic. Hopefully in future, if you're listening to this, maybe the energy has died down. But as I'm making this episode, I'm noticing that a lot of this is coming up. Um, and we're talking about anxiety. We're talking about mental health issues. And actually, one of the positive things I would say that has come out of all of this pandemic um, situation is that people are starting to realize how important mental health is. It is absolutely a vital part of being healthy on a whole basis, you know, on a holistic basis, not just our body, you know, not just looking at our body and all the ills and all the conditions that we might have with our body, but also looking at our mind. And as we go into the Aquarian age, we're going to start facing more things related to uh, mental health, specifically anxiety and depression. And um, it is a huge topic. I touched on this topic a little bit uh, with one of the workshops that I did about holistic approaches to the Aquarian Age, which I will link in the description box. So feel free to check that out. It's one hour, 45 minutes talking about the Aquarian Age. And we do talk about the mind. It is a very important topic. And this is what we're going to talk about today. So it is also a very personal topic. Each and every one of us, if you you have moments of anxiety and any disorders connected to anxiety, um, you will have your own journey with this. And I wanted to share some of the tips that really helped me on my own journey uh, that also helped me change the way I looked at anxiety, especially as a person who is an empath and highly sensitive person. And this episode was also inspired by some beautiful feedback I got from a reader who read one of my blog posts uh, that was dedicated to anxiety, and we were talking about getting into the senses. It was 20 ways uh, to work with anxiety through the senses. Again, I will put the link in the description box, so have a look there. And the feedback that I got from it was that she wanted to know more specifically about anxiety and being a sensitive soul and any holistic tips. So all of this together has been part of the inspiration for this episode. So see what feels right for you. Uh, maybe try some of the tips for yourself and hopefully someone out there listening will be inspired. So the first tip I would say is to really get to know the energy of anxiety. Looking at anxiety as a ball of energy that you can actually channel. And the way this uh, 
came about as inspiration for me was actually during my yoga teacher training. A little story behind it was that I went to the ashram experience of the, the yoga teacher training on my own because I couldn't go with my group. And this on its own already brought up a lot of anxiousness because I knew I would be with a huge group of about 50 people who I didn't know. And already this was bringing up a lot of different things within me. So when I got there, I also knew I had to teach on this ashram as part of my course. And bear in mind, I'd never actually taught a um, uh, an actual class uh, to anybody, let alone to 50 people who knew exactly what they were doing. And some of them were even uh, lead trainers on the course. And they were going to give me critical feedback on top. So all of this put together, I was feeling extremely anxious. And day one came about, I didn't have time to talk to anybody or get to know anyone. And I found out that I was going to be the first person to teach on that day. So yeah, my anxiety levels were really, really high. And I got my notes together and I got in front of the stage during the break after the first lecture, getting my notes together, getting ready to teach. And the main yoga teacher came up to me uh, and asked me, how are you feeling? And I was just honest. I said, I can feel my anxiety, the waves coming up, and I really don't know what to do. And he looked at me and he said, good. And my face probably changed because uh, <laughs> the reaction I got from that answer was another triggering thing. What do you mean good? Why would my anxiousness be any good in this situation? So he must have picked up my face changing and he said, well, it's good because now you can channel that energy outwards. And I thought about it for a minute and he said, where do you feel your anxiousness? And I know I always feel it around my solar plexus. It's like a tight sensation around this area for me. And he said, well, I want you to take that energy and during the class, bring it out into your voice, really project it outwards, bring it out into your aura. Just let that be a flow of energy, anxiousness and anxiety and anything uh, that is triggering or challenging is actually a raw ball of energy that you can channel outwards. So I thought about this, what he said for another few seconds. And I thought, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I might as well do this. And I can honestly say this was one of the main experiences that I enjoyed on the ashram, not because I thought I was great at teaching, of course, I was still a student and I still I'm always a student, uh, but it was because at that moment, knowing that I had nothing to lose and trying this tip, I actually saw how I could transform this energy. So all this to say that, you know, if you are feeling anxiety, get to know the energy. Where do you feel it in your body? For me, as I said, it's in my solar plexus. Maybe some of you feel it in the pit of your belly. Different areas of our body hold different things or different stress levels or different emotions. Emotions is energy and motion. So get to know where you hold it in your body, especially if it's in a certain chakra, for example. For me, in the solar plexus, I know that's a lot to do with uh, moving forward in confidence uh, getting past fears and doubts and blockages and expression and creativity. So wherever you feel it in your body, find out 
which chakra is related to it, and you can channel it into the chakra. It's a beautiful ball of energy that can be channeled in so many different ways that are good for us. On the other, ha- on the other hand, we can also channel it into other things. And you can see this in patterns where people turn to comforting habits that are not necessarily good for their health, but still feel temporarily good. So I'm talking about things like excessive alcohol or um, any other habits that, you know, might be bad in the long run for our own health, you know, so the choice is ours. How do we channel this energy? Are we going to channel it into something positive, usually through creativity or through the area of the chakra that's connected to where we hold this anxiousness? Or are we going to channel it into something that might feel temporarily good? but actually not be healthy for us in the long run, especially. So get to know your anxiety and get to know what triggers you. And one way you can do this is to actually have a journal. So have a journal for, I would say, at least a month. Write down from zero to 10 your anxiety levels and anything that comes up during the day that makes you feel anxious. And I'm going to move on to tip number two with this because this is especially uh, real when it comes to being a sensitive soul. Sometimes the energy that we pick up, the energy exchanges that we have, and the things that we pick up have nothing to do with us. And this is like a light bulb moment for me again, because realizing that It might not actually be mine. It might be something that I'm picking up. And I did this tip with uh, a client a few years ago. And she had uh, the journal that I just mentioned for a month. And she was telling me that she was very confused why on certain days she felt anxious. Because it wasn't anything that she was doing. Because she loved to take care of herself. Uh, She worked in a job that she loved as well. But there were certain days of that week after work that she noticed her anxiety levels go up. So she tried the journaling for a month kept looking at the different changes in her environment, whether it was the people, the places, the energy exchanges she was having, and noticing what was going wrong or what patterns were coming up. And after the month, she actually noticed one very strange thing. If you work in an open plan office or somewhere that's open plan and you're sensitive, you will probably relate to this. Uh, I know I definitely have had this experience before, but her working in this office, she noticed that the days that these two colleagues were working in her office space uh, were the days that she tend, um, she found that her energy in terms of anxiety started to really expand. And even though she had a really good connection with these two colleagues, they had the energy of anxiety. They were very anxious people. They were always worried. They were always uh, focusing their energy on things that could go wrong, for example. And she was working close to them, picking up all of this energy through conversations or even just through their body language and their energy presence. She was picking it all the time. And on those days, she noticed she was always feeling anxious. And for her, that was a big game changer because she was able now to choose how she exchanged energy 
with the things that triggered her. In this case, the two colleagues, she, with the awareness that the energy exchange was this way, she was able to actually channel her energy in a different way, or at least be conscious of the fact that she was picking up something from them. So see what comes up in your environment. See what you're picking up. Ask yourself, am I picking up something that's not even mine? And this comes to other things, like, for example, if you're a person who watches the news a lot. I mean, let's face it, the news is never good news most of the time. Um, It is a lot to do with agenda setting. And even if there are facts involved, it's always, you know, geared at with some negativity in it. So if you are somebody who's constantly watching the news, which can be very addictive, are you picking up a lot of that anxiousness from the news? Or social media, for example. Who are you following? What are you following? What news feeds keep coming up with social media? Do they inspire you? Do they drain you? Do they make you feel anxious? Start looking at the energy exchanges that you're having and noticing if you're picking things up from other people or other uh, organizations or whatever it is that you're connecting with, are you picking up their energy and thinking that it's yours? And this makes a really big difference. I think when we start being conscious of what's ours and what's someone else's or coming from a different source, we can actually start to build healthy boundaries. We can actually start to see where your energy is and where the energy exchanges are coming from. And this uh, really changes everything, especially when it comes to anxiety. The third tip I want to say is also related to how we channel our energy and what we're picking up. And this comes from a quote that I really love. And again, it inspired me to look at my anxiety in a different way. The quote goes, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. And that's by Lao Tzu, L-A-U, Tzu, T-Z-U. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it is a beautiful quote. So it's just a reminder that maybe it's a way we're channeling, channeling our energy and our thoughts into either the future, the past, or the present that can really make a big difference. So ask yourself now, you know, when you feel anxious, is it because you're focusing on the things you can't control in the future? Or if you're feeling depressed, are you focusing on the things in the past uh, related to your shadow self and the shadow work that you have to do from the past? And when was the last time you felt truly present? And how did that affect your anxiety? If you can just take a moment to think about those reflection questions. Think about how you, on a very general level, focus your thoughts or where your thoughts go when you're anxious. Is it in the future? When you're depressed? Are you thinking about the past? And when was the last time you were truly present and enjoying the moment? I know for me, I definitely have noticed, uh, especially when thinking about the future and with all of the things that are going on, that my anxiety levels go up. 
they go up in huge waves. And then I stop myself and I remember this quote and I remind myself to be in the present. The same in the past when I was thinking about um, a lot of different things that I still needed to work on from my past. We all have a past and we all have a lot of shadow work to do in order to go through um, the journey, in order to gain the riches that we can experience in life. And I always noticed when I went through times of depression, it would be related to thinking about the past. And for some people, this is not true at all. So see what feels right for you. But it is definitely a quote that got me thinking and got me changing the way I personally looked at anxiety. Speaking of the present, the next tip is about being grounded. Being grounded is one of the the most important ways to really be in the present moment. So taking our energy from our upper chakras and our headspace and just being in the moment physically with our body, physically with the things around us, and physically enjoying what's going on and just taking it in, you know, without the interruptions of our mind. And this is easier said than done because we are all a lot of the time in our headspace being occupied by the things we need to do, technology and other things like that. But The more we practice grounding, the more we start to embrace being more in the present moment. And this does definitely have a big positive impact on anxiety because we can breathe much more easily. We can start to enjoy the small, simple things in our life, in our physical daily presence, in our daily routines that make all the difference. And grounding can be things like... um, Exercise is definitely a big thing, you know, really getting physical with your body. If you don't like exercise, it could be in other ways, like, for example, putting on some music and dancing. So still exercising your body, but enjoying music. Um, Ecstatic dance is a great one, you know, put on some music for that and just let your body flow. Anything that makes your heart really... uh, Beat so you can feel your heart, you can really take your focus from your headspace into your heart space because your heart is beating with your body. Things like going for a long walk or going into nature, nature is very grounding. There's a lot of science of grounding by just being on the earth. So even if you have a small patch of grass nearby you and you're in the middle of a huge city, take a moment to be by that patch of land, you know. Um, Try and put your hands or your feet on the ground. Try and spend time with nature or bring nature into your home. So bring some plants into your home. Bring some pictures into your home. Connecting with nature is definitely one way to be in the present moment, to be grounding. And nature shows us so many different things. It shows us the cycles that we're in. You know, the cycles go with our own personal energy, the things we can pick up in our energy Um For example, through winter, we're definitely more introverted, internal. In summer, we can see how everything blossoms and is out there. It's more external. It's more vibrant in color. So nature shows us how we can also work with our energy and how we can also work with um, channeling that energy into our body and present day life. Which leads to the next tip. And I'm going through all these tips very quickly, so please check 
out the description uh, link, which will have all of these um, tips in full detail so you can read more about them and explore them for yourself. Uh, but the next tip is to actually notice when the energy starts to come up and to have tools in place where if you feel those waves of anxiety come up, you can automatically start doing things uh, to help the energy wave. I'll give you a really good example. So uh, for me, for many years, going on the tube uh, in London is the, the local train, the underground train in London, especially during rush hour, it used to give me huge anxiety attacks because being in that small space with everybody, uh, everybody feeling stressed because they're either going to work or tired because they're coming back from work, not having a lot of personal space. And on top of that, the weather being gray or everyone just dressed in black because they're coming from the office. This used to stress me out a lot. And I could always feel my anxiety in the morning because I knew I had to take that train to get to work. So I started thinking about different ways in which I could work with this energy uh, and make it a little bit more bearable. You know, it's not a pleasant experience for me, but at least I could start to focus my energy and my anxiety in different ways. And there was, was, there was this one moment, <laughs> there was this one moment where I was standing in the train Everyone was just crushed up next to each other and I could feel my anxiety coming up. I could feel it almost like thick waves and it almost felt totally out, out of control. I could feel my heartbeat starting to pump a little harder. I could feel my breath starting to feel very restrictive. And what I did in that moment was I took the advice of someone close to me who told me to start to focus on just one thing, one thing in my environment, to get very present in my environment. And right in front of me, when I was looking for something to focus on, there was this girl who was wearing these beautiful red shoes. In this sea of suits of black and white and very gray and, oh, it was just very refreshing to see these beautiful pair of shoes right in front of me. So I took my full energy, my full focus, both through my sight and through my breath and focused on these pair of red shoes opposite me, focused on my breath, started to breathe in a little bit more deeper, started to get more feeling into my body. And also I started to um, connect with my feet. So I started feeling my own feet on the ground, grounding myself. And in those few seconds of changing my focus and changing my reaction to these energy waves, this anxiousness energy waves, um, I was able to stay calm. So I made it a practice all the time to find something close to me that inspired me or felt good um, that I could focus on. And this is a tip I would definitely recommend to anyone out there. If you are very anxious in certain environments and you just need a few moments uh, to calm your nerves or calm your anxiousness that's coming up and you can feel it coming up, take a moment to focus on something beautiful around you. Take a moment to just hold your gaze, to breathe in deeply, 
to exhale deeply, to connect with your heart space and just be still, even if it's just for a minute or even half a minute. And it just calms down the energy. That's definitely something uh, I find very easy to do in any space. You know, it's not something that draws attention. It's something that's easy to do for a few seconds or, as I said, even for half a minute to just take that moment for self. If I have space alone, so if I am in a more private space, I recommend doing some left nostril breathing. So taking time to block off your right nostril and just breathing in through the left, exhaling through the left nostril, being really slow and present with your breath, holding your breath at the top, holding your breath at the bottom, only through the left nostril. And what this does is it also has a very calming effect. It works with the lunar energy, it works with the moon, it works with the, the feminine energy. It works with our body on a biological level as well to calm our nervous system down. So left nostril breathing, three minutes if you are feeling anxious is amazing. So simple things like these tools that we can return to regularly when we feel anxious or we know we're going to go through um, anxiousness in any shape or form is a way of channeling that energy and calming that energy within ourselves. The last tip I want to give is about learning about the chakras. Learning about the chakras. And why is this important? Well, if we're going to look at anxiety as an energy, uh, and I mentioned this in, I think, the first tip, learning where we hold our anxiety in our chakras is amazing. It's amazing because we are empowered to see how we personally use our own chakras. And when I am doing energy therapy sessions with people, most times I will notice that someone is much more strong in one chakra than the other. They're all interconnected. They all work with each other. But definitely there are moments where you know that someone has a power chakra. So they tend to work with their chakras, a certain chakra, much more than the other ones. Um, I'll give you an example of the solar plexus person, a person who is very much boosted by their solar plexus tend to have very radiant, extroverted energy. So they could be very sensitive, but at the same time, they can be extroverts. And this is what we call the extroverted empath, which a lot of people think uh, doesn't exist. You know, most people think that if you are sensitive, you have to be introverted. Definitely not true. People who are extroverted empaths, they have a very strong uh, solar plexus. So when their energy is open, they project outwards from their solar plexus. And when they don't feel inspired, their solar plexus closes very quickly. And they notice that their energy level goes up and down, up and down, almost like a seesaw. Um, and that's some of the challenges that comes up with being a solar plexus person. So each and every one of you listening will probably have your own uh, power chakra, the chakra that you use a lot. I know if you are sensitive, a lot of the times we are naturally drawn towards our third eye chakra. Uh, but 
play with this energy, play with this energy, explore the chakras, see which one you tend to use the most or which one describes your energy patterns the most. And it will uh, lead you into exploring that part of yourself and also exploring how you work with anxiety with the chakra. This will be the chakra that you can use to channel your energy in. So a very quick overview of the chakras. Um, this is super general, but if you are someone who finds your root chakra to be very uh, strong, then if that's your power chakra, then you are definitely a manifester in the physical world. And you're definitely much more grounded than most of us because you are here, you're present, you're very logical, you're working with what you have. Um, you could be very practical as well in the way you do things. So it's channeling out the things into the things that we use in daily life. So through physical work, um, through manifesting uh, money as well. Money is a form of energy as well. So if you have a very strong root chakra, channeling it into the physical things around you, the more 3D level things. Second chakra, creativity and emotions. So if you feel your energy around your second chakra, you're going to be collecting a lot of emotions and you're also going to be able to use those emotions to channel it through creativity. So I definitely think it's something that you can explore, creativity and also sexuality, being more present with your sexuality, whether it's the divine feminine or the divine masculine or both. We both, uh, it's both within us, you know, we both have, uh, we all have both the feminine and the masculine. So working with that energy. The solar plexus I already spoke about, but it's definitely one about performing and channeling outwards and using that fire energy to get things moving, you know, get things out of your comfort zone, get things um, through others as well, because that strong energy is very much about connecting with other people. The third chakra, oh, I missed the heart chakra, of course, the heart chakra, if that is your strong one, of course, that's the obvious one about love, about bringing more love and service into everything that you do. So you can channel it into the things that you love and your service. Your throat chakra, now we can come back to this, is about expression. Usually people with this uh, strong chakra have very beautiful voices or they're very good at singing, for example. Um, so using it through finding the words and the expressions that inspire others and inspire yourself. So reading more, doing more poetry, for example, singing, uh, music, that sort of thing, working with the throat chakra and also expressing um, our needs our lessons, the things that we feel within, bring it out through expression. Third eye chakra is intuitive self, so working more with intuition. And I think if you're a sensitive person, you pick up a lot from this. So I think we all have to work more with our intuitive selves and have daily conversations with our intuition about, you know, what is going on in our life, letting it talk to us holding space for for our intuition to speak to us much more. And our crown chakra is more the spiritual side of ourselves, connected to our dreams, connected to all the things that we don't see, but we know we're very deeply part of and connected to. 
So if that's your strong point, then along with the third eye chakra, dreaming, dream journals is very good. Um, doing routines that will really inspire you in in into working with creativity, but in the more spiritual sense, you know, of, I think all creativity is spiritual, but working more with the occult, working more with psychology and the things uh, that we don't necessarily see, feel or touch in our physical world. We just know they exist through energy. So that was a very quick uh, overview of the chakra system. I invite you to have a look at that. And of course, I will put all of this information in the description. So as you can see, there are different ways of working with anxiety, different uh, disorders related to anxiety, different journeys. We each have one. Um, we each have our own personal journey. So if you are struggling with it, I also very much recommend talking to somebody talking to a therapist or someone who can who can shed light on your own experience in a much more personal way about anxiety and how to work with it. But it's a good thing now that we're all starting to see mental health uh, in a much more holistic way. And I'm sure um, if you're listening to this, there will be people that you can reach out to who will be able to help you uh, explore this in a deeper way if needed. So thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode and I will be back soon with another topic uh, related to this or through inspiration. We'll see how it goes. Take care of yourselves. Satnam.